this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents in our continuing uh, series of candidates running for various offices in the town of Franklin. I want to welcome Ted Carmier Ledger to the program. Nice to be here, Frank. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Ted, you're running for town council. Yes. Ted, where did you grow up? I grew up in Medford, Mass., uh, not too far from here. And you go to public schools? Or? I did, I did. Went uh, K through 12 in Medford and uh, relocated to Franklin back in 2017. 2017? Mm -hmm. And uh, did you go to... Uh, college or have a trade? Or? Uh, yeah, I have my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from uh, Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida. I, so, you, you, I, Ringling? Yes, the, yes, the same founder, go ahead and give me the jokes, same founder as the uh, as the circus, but uh, John Ringling was a, you know, basically a philanthropist and an art lover and started an art school down in Sarasota. So uh, it's a very prestigious one, uh, one of the top 40 in the country. Uh, so I was very fortunate to go there. So uh, art covers a wide variety and degree. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what were some of the majors or courses you took? Oh, sure. Uh, so as an I was an illustration major, but all of us have to take a Bachelor of Fine Arts curriculum. So. You know everything from figure drawing to uh, various computer things, and of course all my um, all my liberal arts classes were were you know part of the curriculum as well. Um, various design, sculpture, uh, art history. Um, so but, um, do, do we have another Norman Rockwell? In well, I, I don't know about that, but uh, you know I've had a, a paintbrush or a pencil in my hand since I was able to walk, uh, so it was a natural thing for me to pursue an art degree and, and I still even though I'm not able to make a living as an artist I still uh, paint and exhibit pretty regularly I've had shows all over Massachusetts and sold paintings uh, to people really all over the world so I've been very fortunate to have my paintings hanging in different private collections certainly no museums or anything but I'm, I'm proud of what I've done so far oh that's wonderful you must have thoroughly enjoyed uh the Cultural Day uh, here in Franklin a few weeks ago. Uh, well, you know, I, I did. It, b being on the committee, it was a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but uh, certainly loved seeing that many people come out uh, to support the arts in Franklin. Uh, not just support the art vendors, but to listen to the performers and the musicians and just to see that wonderful sense of community built around the arts. Uh, was, that was the culmination of a lot of people working really hard for over a year uh, to, to make that happen. So we, we were thrilled. Now, is that the committee that uh, allocates funds to other people uh, for the arts, or is that a different committee? No, so the Franklin Cultural Council is a grant-making organization. We get funding from the Mass Cultural Council, a uh, small portion from the uh, National Endowment of the Arts, uh, and actually a, a separate amount of money from the town. And then we are responsible for reviewing grant applications uh, on an annual basis and doling that money out. Yeah. It can be anywhere from fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year that we have to give out to various uh, arts organizations or individuals. Have you been involved with other civic or governmental uh, bodies here in Franklin since you moved here? Um, so. On a, an official capacity, just the Cultural Council, um, I'm also on the board for Franklin Youth 
football and cheer. Uh -huh. uh, and I'm the president of my neighborhood association, so <laughs> so that before COVID, that kept me pretty busy. Uh, where we started neighborhood association? Yeah, over on Oakland Parkway. Uh, it's been around for 52 years, and uh, mm -hmm. before COVID, we did a lot of fun neighborhood activities and things mm -hmm. around the holidays, and just uh, ways to bring people together. You know, um, but with COVID, a lot of that had to stop. But we're we're getting things up and running again. Yeah. So, Chad, are you married? I am. I am. Yeah, I've been married for a little over 10 years. I have, have children. I have uh, two little boys, uh, 10 and 13. Well, that's not little anymore. Well, I, I guess not. <laughs> They'll always be little to me. Uh, one is uh, in his fifth grade year at Kennedy, and the other is uh, seventh grade at Horseman. Uh, and keep keep me very, very busy. <laughs> so you're familiar that the Kennedy School, and I think it was 1972, uh, went before the state legislature and uh, they adopted the ladybug as the official yes. state bug. Yes, it's a, it's certainly a source of pride for a lot of Kennedy families. Yeah, it is. It's a it great, is. it's a, it's a wonderful school, uh, fantastic uh, faculty and administration over there. They've uh, truly made us feel welcome since since day one. The. Uh, Professionally, what, what, what do you do? Do you, do you work now? I do. Um, so about five years ago or so, I pivoted. I, I left uh, the nonprofit world. I had done 20 some odd years in Boston nonprofits uh, and decided to get my real estate license. Uh, so I am a realtor practicing here in Franklin, uh, helping buyers and sellers, um, to some extent vacation home seekers and investors also. but. Um, you know, all over Eastern Mass, really. Um, and I work with the brokerage of uh, real living suburban lifestyle uh, in Franklin. You know, in, I've had some dealings in the nonprofit <laughs> world uh, with nonprofits in cultural organizations mm -hmm. up in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. And I find that the laws governing filing uh, 990, which is a form with the state of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. is kind of onerous for small cultural uh, mm. organizations uh, that there really isn't a need for because it, they're really not dealing with that amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, have, have you found that uh, in your experience? So the organizations that I work for were, were rather large, uh, the YMCA of Greater Boston and uh, the Boy Scouts. So we had to do 990s and it of course was necessary given the money coming in and out. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to speak to, you know, the impact that that form has on yeah. perhaps smaller nonprofits. I know when I served on the the board for uh, the Footlight Club Theater in Jamaica Plain, um, you know, a relatively small $100,000 a year uh, organization, we still had to do all those tax forms. So yeah. I think it's just, uh, you know, probably uh, in in place by the state for a reason. <laughs> I, w I wouldn't want to speak to as to why, right, but that's fine. Know, uh, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Ted, is there a specific reason that you're running for town council? I have always had a passionate interest in politics, and I have grown to truly love this town. And I feel like I have something to give back. I feel like I have. A unique voice uh, and perhaps a uh, vantage point and skill set that might be a little different than uh, some other folks and I want to be able to offer that not not just to 
try to make the town better for myself and my family, but for, for everybody. And, and what do you believe the qualities are as a town councilor that you would be bringing to that council? Uh, first of all, I think uh, a town councilor should be uh, open and honest and available and responsive to the people that reach out to him or her. Um, but I, I have a familiarity with budgets, with buildings, with property management, with uh, volunteer committees, with recruiting people from all sectors, all walks of life to serve on committees, both with the Y uh, and with the Boy Scouts. That was a, a huge job of mine to uh, fill roles and manage boards and manage projects. Uh, and I think those skills are highly applicable to, to town council. One of the major jobs in that area is that the town council makes a lot of appointments to different boards and mm -hmm. commissions. Mm -hmm. uh, are you familiar with a lot of people and, and that might be appointed? And, and how do you look at, at backgrounds uh, of individuals and the qualifications to fill those? Now, normally, only one person comes before the board to be nominated. Mm -hmm. But I imagine in the background there is some sort of uh, process of, of people suggesting people and mm -hmm. uh, reviewing, uh, maybe even reaching out. Would you be reaching out to individuals if, where there's openings on certain boards and, and you see they have the qualifications? Well, as, as I understand the process, uh, having gone through it for being on the Cultural Council, if you have an interest in a particular committee, there, you know, there's a process to go through with Town Hall, there's a, a form, uh, the particular chair of the committee's notified that you are interested, there's a, at least with the Cultural Council, there was a, an interview process. Um, ultimately, you meet with Jamie Helen, our town administrator, uh, he signs off, uh, and then you go before the Town Council for approval. Um, I think as a council, if we were given a list of committees in town that had vacancies, I think it would be um, incumbent on us to try to identify some folks in town that might fill key roles and uh, really try to diversify those committees so that they can represent all of Franklin. Um, I certainly know a lot of people. I would never uh, venture to say I know everybody, um, but I'd like to think that if I had a list in front of me, I could at least reach out to some folks and explain the job to them and see if they'd be interested in, in helping out getting involved. Ted, as running for town council, one of the things I think that you would be handling is that the federal government uh, probably will soon be announcing the amount of grant money to go to Franklin for coronavirus, mm -hmm. and it might be in the area of eight to nine million dollars. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't believe you're going to be able to use that money to pay past bills. Mm -hmm. It appears that you have to use the money and spend it for future projects. Mm -hmm. how, what is your thinking as to how that money should be spent? Sure. I think, uh, in fact, there's a, a meeting coming up, uh, not tonight, but I believe two weeks from tonight, Jamie Helen's presenting to the town council. Uh, with some of his ideas and the way that he understands uh, that money coming to us and, and best ways it can be spent. And I think it would be the most responsible thing to first look at the priorities set forth by the, 
the administration and how that money could be spent rather than sort of dreaming about it and not being able to move those projects forward. I think it would be great if we could look at bringing everybody to a quality of life pre-pandemic and you know what does that mean? Does that mean we have to help our small businesses? Are there some infrastructure needs that have maybe been neglected? Um, I also think if at all possible working with the school department we should be looking at additional childcare options here in town. Uh, as a parent who has experienced uh, quite frankly the lack of childcare options for working parents I think it's incumbent on us to say what more can we do? Uh, because we're in a situation where a very expensive state, cost of living is high. A lot of times both parents have to work and they have to make choices and sacrifices, unfortunately, if their kids can't be properly cared for. Um, so I would absolutely want to defer to both the school administration and the town administration for you know how they see the funds are best spent and have the facts in front of me before making a, an informed decision. but. Uh, those are a couple things I'd like to do. You just mentioned that you're familiar with budgets and reviewing budgets. Mm -hmm. How would you approach looking at what Jamie Helen would present to the town council? How, how is there specific steps that you'd look at his proposal? Well, I'd want to I'd want to look at the amount of money that's coming in and if there are any restrictions tied to that money you know from the state or from the federal government I'd want to look at the priorities themselves and if he's presenting costs and return and investment uh, is there going to be any future burden to us if we do this project or is it sort of a one and done I mean there'd be different criteria I would look at to to say okay which, which things which group of people is this helping or is this helping the larger uh, population is this something that's helping our schools or perhaps helping something else I'd uh, I would love of course to spread the money around but at the same time I would be deferring to him to say you know what are those major projects that the current budget can't handle that have been on the back burner for a long time and who's impacted by them in the, in the coronavirus, both the federal government and the state has given money uh, directly in one way or another to small businesses. Mm -hmm. you, do you see that as an appropriate use of uh, the money the town might receive to give money directly in some manner to small businesses? I supported the federal government giving money to small businesses. Uh, especially at the height of the pandemic when many small businesses were truly hurting and shut down. Um, if a case was brought before us that there was a small business that was truly still hurting and impacted by the pandemic and needed relief, I would certainly be open to looking at it, but I wouldn't see that as a, uh, a priority right now. I think, uh, I think we're getting back on our feet and businesses are open and they're, uh, they're sort of figuring out their way of uh, you know, getting back to business. So, and I'd want to encourage that. And uh, if there are burdens placed on them by the town that we can look at as a perhaps temporary measure, we certainly should. The um, the town is uh, looking at a stormwater drain uh, issue, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, may may adopt it, mm -hmm. and it would become a separate fee. Mm -hmm. And so that fee would free up money 
from the town budget. Mm -hmm. uh, but being a fee, okay, it you can't deduct it on your federal taxes. Mm -hmm. The other thing in this proposal, as I understand it, nonprofits and churches and religious organizations and uh, organizations that now don't pay taxes would be paying this fee. Mm -hmm. Are you in agreement with that? Yes, absolutely. Why? Um, because I, as much as I support our nonprofits and educational institutions and religious institutions and uh, many of them have quite substantial budgets and they're not paying anything uh, in support of their local towns for services they receive. So a small fee to help with stormwater, uh, let's say on a, you know, a hundred million dollar uh, school somewhere or a, a church that has an endowment in the millions, I, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, but that's not the case. You know that most churches in Franklin do not have very large budgets. You know the food pantry and, and mm. other, uh, other uh, I imagine even if the, uh, the uh, Elks and the VFW mm -hmm. and the Veterans of Foreign Wars, uh, they, they don't have significant budgets. So they may be impacted to the degree, to the degree that they may disappear. Is that a peer assessment of mine? I, I don't think, I could be wrong, Frank, but I don't think uh, that the stormwater fee would put any of those nonprofits out of business. Uh, if the stormwater fee is, is disproportionate and they weren't able to continue to function, then we would certainly have to look at it. Um, but I'm also a big believer in uh, nonprofits have to budget accordingly and they have to uh, certainly have a small amount of reserves for things that come their way. If they're just operating on a shoestring budget and just getting by, it's gonna, if it's not the stormwater project, it could be something else that could force them to go under. I'm a big fan of the food pantry and all of the services that they provide. Uh, and I know that they do uh, some fundraising, they get some grant money, and I'm confident that uh, the folks that run that over there would would budget appropriately to make sure that they could cover this expense. Mm -hmm. Do you see this as a beginning of fees for nonprofits, where there'd be a fee for the fire department assessed or some type of fee for uh, police or, 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 or street cleaning? Do you see this as, as, a, mm -hmm. a, as an opening for changing what has been uh, characteristically in mm -hmm. the past uh, not to assess uh, these organizations? I think it certainly brings up discussion. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily an opening for further fees. Um, you, I'm sure you're familiar with pilot programs, you know, payments in lieu of taxes, and uh, those have been debated around not just in Franklin, but across the state and across the country for years. Um, because in many cases, the, like I said, the, the non, not necessarily in Franklin, but elsewhere, uh, the, the nonprofit status is given to organizations that certainly have the means to be contributing to help their community. So um, I would not be in favor of presenting numerous fees that are going to make it impossible for the nonprofit to 
uh, help the community. That certainly would not be something I'd want to see. Um, but there are, I think, reasonable costs associated with running a town that the nonprofits benefit from, and we should always be looking at ways to work together. What do you see as uh, your role as a town councilor? In other words, what do you believe the town council's duty uh, is? I think first and foremost the town councilor's duty is to be there for the citizens of the town uh, to make sure that the town is being properly run, to make sure that the, uh, the money is being properly handled, uh, and if there are specific needs uh, brought forth by the residents of the town that somebody is listening, you know, that somebody is uh, getting back to people with an answer to their concerns, even if the answer is, I don't know but I'm gonna find out for you and get back to you, it's certainly better than uh, many that will call or write an email or send something in right now and they don't ever hear anything. So I, I think, you know, as a, uh, a public servant, you're, it's incumbent on you to understand that you are, you are there for the people. The, um, the allocation to the school department mm -hmm. by the town, do you feel it's a fair allocation? I think given our town budget, what we allocate to the school department is fair. I would argue that our <clears throat> the overall budget needs to be increased because our per pupil expenditure is not high enough. The that, overall that, budget yeah. of the school committee? No, I think, I, think, I think our overall town budget, given the money that we have currently, what we're giving to the school department is appropriate. I would just argue that that total amount of money needs to go up because I think our school department's at a point now where we've asked them for years to work with very little and if you look at what we're spending per student comparatively to most cities and towns uh, in the state, certainly ones of our size or larger, we're not spending what we should per student. Uh, so that I do think we need to look at overall revenue for the town, um, but in the current state of things where we have a set amount of money and what we're allocating over to the schools, I think we, I think mm -hmm. it's appropriate. Well, some of that will be taken care of if you move the stormwater as a separate fee. That automatically reduces the expenses of the mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, you have uh, somewhat young children that mm -hmm. are becoming teenagers shortly. Mm -hmm. The town of Franklin seems to have a large population under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. Do you believe the services that we're providing for those residents uh, are adequate and good, or is there something that you feel we're, we're not doing that we should? I think the as a town, as a school department, we are doing an awful lot for our kids, certainly youth sports being an example, uh, and arts programming for kids is wonderful in town. However. Uh, as I do see my kids aging, there isn't a teen center in town. Uh, there isn't any, uh, even the YMCA does not, to my knowledge, offer uh, sort of like teen programming per se, where uh, you know a drop-in or mm -hmm. a place where they can come after school and hang out and do their homework and be with their friends. Uh, many towns have figured out a way to have a community center or a teen center, uh, you know, in a perfect world, if we had we had the funding, I would love to see 
you know, our schools perhaps become, you know, after school teen sites or, you know, some sort of program at the, at the high school or, or maybe even partner with a local nonprofit to make that happen. But, you know, that population, especially the group that, you know, they're too young to work, but they're kind of too old to, for a babysitter or to be hanging out at home and they, they tend to get in trouble, right? So, but having a place to go and be with their friends where parents know they'll be safe, um, I think that would be, that would be fantastic. Ted, call me a ledger. Yes. What's the question that I haven't asked you and you just want to talk about? Oh boy. You know, it's come up a few times, Frank, as I've been out meeting with people. Um, you know, they, they seem a little skeptical about me being a realtor and uh, pursuing this uh, this venture as a as a town councilor. So I want to wh whether that be why because we already have a realtor as a town councilor. And, and I I think perhaps uh, you know from what I've heard from folks, they're just skeptical of things that have happened in the past uh, from from other realtors. They think there might be conflicts of interest. They think there might be, you know, things that uh, would be put in front of me that, uh, you know, maybe somehow would benefit me. And, and I, I just want to assure people uh, that that's not my goal. That's not my reason for doing this. Uh, and that if something was to come across my desk or across the council that I truly felt like was a conflict of interest for me because of my profession, I would recuse myself. Uh, I feel like an open and honest communication with everybody about that is, is critical. Uh, I would say that for anyone on the town council that you know, if, if they professionally can be impacted by something um, that's come before us, they, they should declare that and they should do the right thing and uh, step aside. And I just want to assure people that have that concern about me that um, I want to be judged on my character. I want to be judged on my words and my actions. I don't want to be judged on how I happen to put food on the table. Ted, if people would like to learn more about your campaign mm -hmm. or volunteer, uh, how can they do that? So there's several different ways. Uh, I have an active website, uh, www.tedcormierledger.com. Uh, which has my priorities, it has a contact me page, it has uh, some endorsements, it has a donate uh, section. It's pretty comprehensive. Uh, if you're on Facebook or other social media, you can track me with the hashtag of Mr. Hyphenated, uh, which is a funny nickname that I got from a, a Franklin voter. Um, or certainly just give me a call, 617-686-1265. Send me a text. Could you, Let's could meet you for repeat, coffee. Oh, could sure. You repeat that very slowly. Oh, so 617-686-1265. Send me a text. Give me a call. Let's meet for coffee. Uh, you know, shoot me an email via the website. Find me on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible, Frank, and I, you know, really pride myself on trying to get back to people pretty quickly. Uh, I've met a ton of people not just through the campaign, but through uh, the different organizations I'm a part of, the stuff with the kids, and uh, I, I'd like to think that I'm a good listener, and if people have a concern, I, I want to hear it. Thank you very much for Thank coming you. on the program. I really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. I appreciate all that you do for, for Franklin and running this great program. Thank you. Both Ted and I wish you a uh, wonderful uh, day, and we both want to see you uh, at the uh, election on November 2nd, or you already have voted, either by mail or in person at the town clerk's office. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.